0: Podcast friends! <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that's the only reason you are my friend. No, not really.
0: Oh, okay, thanks. Um,
1: well, hey Jacob, hey everyone else. Um, up to, I don't know, episode 8 now, are we? A degree of doubt? Who would have thought it'd be still going, but here we are. Joining each other's company still, chatting about things.
0: Um, well, talk for yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright everyone, um, alright Jacob, um, this week we are going to do... Um, A little review of the news. We've both got um, our various news apps and websites up. We're going to review some news headlines um, from today and the previous few days, chat about them and just see where the news takes us as opposed to us coming up with a topic and talking about it, but see what topics come to us.
0: Yeah? Yeah, I'm all up for that. So I'm just having a little scroll through the news and seeing if there's any interesting stories because, well, we know there's there's not too rubbish ones out there. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of depressing ones too at the moment.
0: Um, out of, out of interest, what where do you get most of the news from?
1: Um, well, to be, uh, it was quite shameful up to not long ago. I was like, oh, if I heard something, I got it from social media, and then I'd go sure. on to like BBC News and read it. So, usually BBC News, um, but now I am making an extra
2: effort to make sure like I've got the radio one or got BBC News open, just something a bit
0: more in depth. How about you? Um, yeah sort of like well obviously everyone gets a bit of facebook do not they It's just but i'm if i read something i never i'd, I'd always check it before yeah for really let's spout on it or if i do tell anyone i go this is this is on facebook so it just it might <laughs> but uh normally like off the radio um and then um i but my most trustful sort of source where I, I i've got the guardian app on my phone i do have a little scroll through there every now and then is there um out of all apparently in the uk out of all the big newspapers the percentage of stories that are truthful um come from the guardian mm.
2: yeah no i think the guardian is good to be fair you get less like less of the rubbish
0: um so do you want to start with a uh, with a topic
1: yeah um well, should I just go for the number one, the highest rated one, or like the the biggest news item on BBC's front page? Well seems like a sensible place to start, doesn't it? Yeah, start that one. So um it's not oh, like I say, depressing news. Um the headline is New Allegations Emerge Against Chris Pincher. And Chris Pincher is the Tory whip who's uh just had the whip removed from the part oh he's just sorry, oh, he's yeah. a Tory MP who just had the whip removed um for groping allegations. Um and now I'm not fully up to date with this, but um, obviously it's quite controversial. Well, it's not controversial. It's like, it's messed up, but it's in a light of, we've just had two by-elections where the two Tory MPs that stepped down um, were both for like sexual offenses. Um, yeah. One against an underaged boy and one, and the other guy against two, a couple of women. Um, and like to the point that the police have been involved with them. So we've now had a third Tory MP um, basically be accused in a really short time period of some sort of sexual dis... Um, dis, dis what's the word I'm looking for? Demeanour? Demeanour? Misdemeanour. Misdemeanour. <laughs> Got there eventually. Uh, sexual misdemeanour. Um, and yeah, I just... And there's talks about sort of the culture in Parliament and perhaps the Tory party. So I think, obviously, it's messed up by itself, but also it's in a sort of wider context.
0: Because also what's interesting is... Um this guy as well is meant he's meant to be the one isn't he's meant to be the one that deals with all the issue, issues going on with other Tory uh, members yeah. as well also, so I that... said
1: he was the whip and then I doubted myself so like he's the one that like yeah whips everyone into line and like gets them to vote and make sure there's no problems and stuff um but it says here there's been six claims of inappropriate behavior oh, he that, was... it's now the the... yeah the deputy chief whip
0: yeah it's it's an interesting thing, is it? Because I think if it's if it's just if one if one pops up, are you kind of go okay? We we will. It's sort of should we keep him in place until we find out what the result is? But now there's six. You're kind of thinking, yeah, maybe we need to actually suspend him or something like that at the moment. Well, um, I think he's had the whip
2: removed,
1: it. so he's technically been taken out of the Tory party. But he says he has no intention of resigning as an MP. Um but he is seeking professional medical support. So that's kind of an admission that he did
0: something. Um well the medical support could just be for um his mental health reasons, couldn't he? Because obviously
1: Yeah. That's true, because of like the pressure and stuff. But like I don't know, it it, it sort of rings almost like because it says that the the offen the accusations are that he um he made unwanted this is a quote from the article unwanted advances to male mps so like this isn't just against like sort of like assistants or people lower down the chat like actual other mps and he is a person in a position of power within the party like he's the deputy chief whip Like he's yeah. the one that if he says this is how what you need to do you have to do it basically so i think it's really ro- worrying when you've got someone in a position of power obviously <laughs> it's worrying someone in a position of power abusing that power um yeah do you think do you think it's, um, it's symptomatic of the culture in politics at the moment, or do you think that they're sort of, or do you not, or do you not think it shows that it, you do you not think we can draw wider conclusions about Parliament or the Tory Party or MPs or anything? I think
0: I think it's quite clear within the Tory Party at the moment. They people, they, a lot of them think they can do anything and get away with it. I mean, that's clear with how many Tories have been, how many MP Tory MPs have been in trouble. For doing things um and you only have to look at the other side when anything's on as in looking at labour as soon as anything gets brought up about anything they've done bad there's a there's a review straight away and they tend to be suspended straight away until the investigation is over done with where whether or not it's the right thing to suspend someone straight away um over an allegation is is different but it just shows you how different party the parties react to those situations yeah. Whereas it's almost, it almost seems to be Tory culture that if you do something wrong, it isn't too bad. And unfortunately, that seems to be right at the top at the moment, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and I wonder whether like people have, we've been saying for a while, and I say we, I mean, just like sort of people in the press, like why, why do people within the sort of party and within the government feel like they can do whatever they want? And if it's clear that like people like the Deputy Chief Whip, Members of Parliament, Members of the Cabinet, the Prime Minister... If they're all doing stuff wrong and like abusing their positions of power, then why would any of the other ones call any of the other ones out? Because they all know that they've all got their own shit going on. And I just well, wonder whether.
0: Well, and that's the other thing. If you've got if you've got an issue with someone doing something like that, and you want to report it, you go to people above above you, and they've been doing the exact same thing as a person you, you're trying to report. Are they going yeah. to want? Are they going to want to make a deal of it and bring light to it? They're probably not.
1: And the other people you can go to are things like the ethics advisors who have all resigned like johnson's um ethics res- um advisor resigned i can't remember the name of the mp but the mp who was head of um like anti-corruption within the government he looks into like making sure there's no corruption yeah it was his wife that got given one of the major COVID contracts and he resigned it was like this
2: thing.
0: these these ethics ethics advisors that have quit i think it's a lot i know the last two have quit but they're they're not randomly selected. They're not selected by other parties. They're selected by Boris and his his lot. So they're thinking they're putting people in there that they can probably trust or even be, isn't that mad to be on their side and they they've got to the point where they go, No, I can't, I can't.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The people that Boris got in or or the government got in to be their ethics advisor that they thought would be good ethics advisors, even they have said so no, this is too far, and it's
0: like that's insanity. Because I think I think that's a bit of an issue within within the politics system as well. That you can just pick your own ethics advisor.
1: Um, almost like the other party should pick your ethics advisor. That might be a good way of doing it.
0: <laughs> I I think it should be a vote between the other parties, not just your rival party, because that could almost could almost go to, could almost be counter-effective. Mm. But yeah, I don't, again, I think there needs to be something better replaced but, than that. Um, yeah, or like an
1: independence, com- Um, ethic. Oh, well, I think there is a cross, like a cross party parliamentary committee for ethics, but it's just like, if it's, they're just like sort of toothless dogs, that they don't really have any yeah. way of forcing change. But yeah, yeah, I def- definitely don't think Parliament's, are, I think Angela has said it recently, that the culture of Parliament seems I don't think she used the word dangerous, but it's as hostile to, for women as possible. Because obviously there was the whole thing with Angela Rayner supposedly opening her legs to distract the Prime Minister while he was speaking, which was just because she was wearing a skirt in Parliament. Right. Yeah,
0: which is just a horrendous bit of uh, journalism.
1: Yeah, crazy. Right, do you want to put another story off or we'll just be talking about the government the whole time? Well, it might be, depending
2: on what the next story okay. is.
0: Okay. Um, well, here's one that's been pretty... Um it's been a very big thing in the news lately. Um so a ten year old forced to cross state lines for abortion over the overturning of the abortion rules. Um so in America, in America yeah. So I don't actually I'd I just wanted to click quote link. I don't know which state she had to go over to do it, but anyway, yeah, it's a well, yeah, it's a 10-year-old girl and it's just that's crazy. You think that's all the health issues and you think that's probably, there's got to be something. If she's, if she's pregnant, there's probably something bad gone on. Well, rather, as, as in rape. Well, it is, because, like, rape, if, ten a ten-year-old.
1: Yeah. If, if a 10-year-old is impregnated, then a 10-year-old can't consent the be sex.
0: Because this is the mad thing about the abortions. Um Even if you don't agree with people getting rid of healthy babies there's people that that need it for health reasons or because they're too young like this and that would be damaging to their own health um and the baby's health um is it well it's
1: it's... no you're right like it seems to me because obviously we're probably we probably quite agree on the general thing on on how readily available abortion should be um even if like, even if you have the opinion that like, abortion is immoral, it's crazy to me that you can... I mean, I can understand why people have that opinion. I don't agree with them, but I can understand why they have that opinion, but I can't understand why they then say, like, in the case of sexual assault, it shouldn't be available. In the case where the baby's gonna be born with horrific disabilities and in pain, or it's gonna affect the mother, or it's gonna even kill the mother.
0: I... It's if you are so pro-life and then it's gonna it's a high possibility of killing the mother and then it kills mother and the baby how are you how are you pro-life
1: and i know this is an opinion that's gone around ages it goes around like all social media and stuff but like there's nothing original but like if you're it's ironic that the people in america that tend to be pro-life are quite usually conservative right-wing republicans we're very anti-federal funding on things like healthcare, on education, on on anything really, and helping poor and, people. So, are you pro-life? <laughs>
0: and, and majority of them are males as well, which obviously, mm. I, I see. I see a lot going around. um Males shouldn't be allowed to rule what females do with their body. Mm. Um, not as I fully agree with that statement, because I think if, if you if you're the person in charge of making rules. Then, if you if if you're doing everyone, you I probably wouldn't have issues if the females making rules about males, but I think it it shows because it's so male dominated, they don't they're obviously not having that that female voice and not being heard, which is worrying.
1: And like I sort of get your point. Um, I guess, that, and this is I was saying that I want to do this as a topic at some point. It comes down to bodily autonomy, and I guess that my argument would be along the lines that even I understand what you're saying that if in a democracy if you're a man you've still got to make rules for women like that <laughs> that's the rule yeah yeah, yeah that's what
0: that's I'm saying, saying. I, I agree I, I agree with what the the sort of message is behind it and I, I think it's a very very fair point and and like I said this this chance that uh, major, majority of females are going to know more about their own body than a male it's just because it is their, it is their body but you think but if, if you say no that about a doctor, a doctor's going to know more about your body. Yeah, but I, I guess the difference I is, is that
2: I, I guess but, that
1: the, the argument saying that you sh- we shouldn't have laws that basically stop you doing what you want with your own body. Like there aren't any yeah, laws.
0: No, no, I, no, I agree. I, I think I think it's horrific, and it. it's it's going back. It's go. It feels like you're dragging dragging the country back into the dark ages with with that type of type of rolling. Because obviously,
1: uh, obviously, we agree on this. There's not much sort of debate, and I think almost the vast majority of people that listen to this just because of our (laughs) uk-based audience and i know the people that listen to us will agree with us on what abortion law should be and freedom and liberation of women and their own bodily autonomy yeah how do we so a more interesting question might be it might not be but the people that are pro-life are pro-life because they believe that the fetus inside a woman's womb at the point of conception constitutes a person they are a human if you accept that that person is a human and that person is a human as much as anyone else in the world then i can see why the argument i can see the pro-life argument and if i agree that it was a human i'd been i might not be fully pro-life but i'd be leaning that way because i'd say look you've got two people here and we have to consider their rights equally but i don't think it's a person so it doesn't matter how do we how do we over, how do we win the pro-choice argument how do we change people that believe that the fetus is a human is there any like how, how do we even broach that subject do you have like any like how do we go forward and try and persuade people when they think that that fetus is a human
0: again i what, it makes you wonder if if people are so so narrow minded about that just pro life they won't even listen or take in the information about the other things we've just said um, so how do people get, people, people get like that? Don't they? They just get so so fixed on one thing, that, and they won't listen to any other opinion. Even even if you you are making good facts and points, they just almost straight refuse. And I don't know how you get through to people like that. I think it's well again, it's down to correct information and, and just trying to stop false and fake information. Because oh, well, it was that, how long ago was that, did Ireland overturn the abortion law? So they can now they can yeah. now do it in Ireland.
1: Not too long ago. Let me Google it. it I'm, let's have a guess. When do you think abortion became legal in Ireland?
0: Three years ago. Only three years
1: ago. I thought it was a little... I don't think I it was really... very long. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go. I only go. Well, I was originally gonna guess the
0: 90s. I was gonna guess 96. But was it I, 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 could be t- I could be totally wrong. I, I mean, I've been totally wrong before. I'm
1: gonna go 96, but I have no idea. Abortion okay. legal in Ireland. All right, everyone at home, have your guess now. Your guesses in. So you're saying three years ago, so 2019. Yeah. I said nineteen ninety-six. Yeah. The answer is the twentieth of December, twenty eighteen. So pretty good for oh, you. Wait,
0: so you are. were eleven days off, twelve days off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fair. Yeah, it was because obviously in there because obviously it was reported in Ireland people were um it was, still, it was illegal for them to do it, to fly over to the UK and get it done. It's still illegal, but people were doing it. But they were also doing um, home abortions, which is really dangerous for for the... For the for, for, yeah, everyone, for involved. Involved. everyone involved. Do, um, do you want to hear a cool
1: fact about um, the abortion laws in Ireland? Um, yeah. There's a, well, you might notice already. There's a charity that was founded in Germany, and their whole thing was they basically rented a boat, or they bought a boat, and they put one of those sort of cargo containers on you know that goes on the big ships um and they decked it out with a full clinic inside basically like the back of an ambulance but to perform abortions and they sailed it to ireland they picked people up they took them seven miles out of sea and at seven miles it becomes international waters and the law of international waters is it's the law of the boat where the boat is registered is the law that applies so yeah. because they were on a german boat german laws applied and they could legally um form abortions Oh, that, cool. but, I do, is,
0: but I do, I do think it. I do think it was still. I might be wrong. I do still think it was a Law in Ireland that if you went somewhere else to get an abortion, it's still you still get arrested if you were found to do that when you came home.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we'll have to check
1: that. I'd never heard that. I definitely heard about this sort of charity, the charity that did it.
0: I'd be surprised
1: though. I'd I'd be surprised if that was a law because it's a bit of a principle. Like, if it's illegal in the place you do it. Maybe travelled I, I, I think
0: if you were, if it must be something to do with you if you were actually impregnated in Ireland, but then it's hard to prove. I think I think it's one of those things again. It's harder to prove than 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 not. But um, well, I was I was listening to someone. They were saying oh, that yeah. I think it's in
1: Else Um, it was in El Salvador. It's one of the Central American countries, um, and they've got really restrictive um, abortion laws. You're not allowed to have one. There's women serving like 20 year sentences for miscarrying because the courts were unsure if she, if it was a deliberate miscarry or not because you can obviously induce a called mis- trauma and there's there are there women that like either miscarried just because they miscarried, which is a traumatic event in itself or they forcibly miscarried because abortions aren't legal, which is another traumatic event in itself and then they're going to prison for 20 years because the people and the judges who are almost predominantly all men, basically said, oh, well, you might have killed the child, so you're going to prison for 20 years.
0: Yeah, which is crazy, because yeah, like you, you think about how traumatic pe- people are um, traumatised for life when they um, things like that happen to them, and they and then they have to go to prison, where probably all they can think about is, is that, because they've got no other time to, to think. Should we um? Should we go to another news story? Try, should we try and find a bit one a bit more cheerful? Or yeah, yeah. We... do you have
1: one lined up? Because I suddenly thought that and thought I better scroll through and find something. Um...
2: Do something? Um, yeah, one?
0: yeah, I'm, yeah. If you see something, go for it.
2: Well, I wanted something
1: exciting, and then all I've got so far. Oh, well, is...
0: here's, here's an interesting one.
1: Very good, because I've got lots of depressing
0: ones. <laughs> um. I'm going to, have to try and now say his name without saying it wrong. Go on. Uh, Wimbledon. It... Nick oh, I don't know how to say. It. Oh is
2: this, is this Nick... the guy that
0: the guy oh. who's really loud mouth on court and Charles?
2: Yeah. swears. I remember his name. Um have Go got uh...
0: apparently both players were been very very spiteful to each other. Yeah. And... yeah. Is it Nick Cry Crygus? Cri-
2: Cri- yeah. Is that
0: is that the one who's a really loud mouth one?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He says he's he's called uh, evil bully. Oh, called evil bully by his, by the other player. Um. Well, did and... you
1: see? It? Go on, finish finish the story. I was gonna say you see what they, because there was a bit of controversy in his game yesterday.
0: Well, this this is what it's about. So obviously he he's always shouting at people in the court, always shouting at the judge, always it's all. Always complaining about other people, and it's it's very unsportsman's life Is it? It's, it? it's entertaining sometimes. Sometimes it is quite funny, but other times you, you are thinking, bit of a dick. Mm.
2: Yeah. So he um basically um he was
1: playing. I can't remember who he was playing. His opponent, out of frustration, hit the ball into the crowd. Yeah. Now I didn't see the video. I don't think it was obviously viciously. Now that technically could be a point violation, where the umpire gives a point to the other person. If you, in tennis they give points to the other player if you do something like unsportsmanship or like if you smash a racket on the ground, you can get an un, you can get um uh a point violation. But this player hits it into the crowd. The umpire either didn't see it or didn't judge it to be serious enough to be a point violation. And um, Nick Krygos, Kiriagos, <laughs> Kiriagos, I think Kiragos, Kiriagos, um we got there in the end, Nick Kiragos basically went on a massive rant to the umpire, basically trying to get the other person a point violation to give him a point. Yeah. And it's like this kind of like, it's this weird thing where like he didn't even do anything to him. So he's not complaining about what the player did. He just wants the point. And it's just like,
0: yeah. And this is also a player that will call out crowd members, start mm. almost bullying them. We will start talking rubbish to them and tell him how bad of a person they are and all this type of stuff so it is like almost bullish behavior um and then he's then trying to do that to someone else because I, again i didn't see didn't see a video but i saw a picture of it It was also it was an underarm i think it was an underarm. Yeah. Like i said yeah. i haven't seen the video but i saw a picture and i think well it did probably st- if you, you think well if you're always doing that and then you're trying to get someone else in trouble. It's very unsportsman's life, isn't it? It's just not, it's not, it's not a really nice thing to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And, it, and like I said, it is a bit, he is a bit entertaining in the sport and some of his comments are funny, but other times it's just arrogance and rude. And again, I to be a sportsman, you, you've got to be a bit arrogant and you, you see it sometimes, But you, but his is almost too far. Uh, yeah, and like you do have to,
1: I guess. Yeah, you need to have that self confidence. But yeah, well, I saw one the other a video of him. It's an old video of him. He gets his water bottle up and he just slammed it, and it hit the umpire's like you know really high chair. And he slammed it so hard that the the stick, the sort of label of the water bottle, came off and it was left stuck to the chair. And then like the umpire turned around and like told him off, and he was like, "I was drinking and it slipped out of my hand." It's like, mate, it travelled five
2: yards and slammed into a thing. And it's just like yeah, the arrogance of it yeah what
0: what, what do you think of because um, again, what he's done to the umpire there, What's the difference between in say sports like football where people are asking for yellow cards and things like that?,
1: well, yeah, because one of the examples I thought of was um Suarez, um who's obviously a very dirty player, <laughs> loves getting people yellow carded where he can. Uh, a streak, like a, a person a man ran onto the pitch to like go take a photo of a player or something. And he was running away running around avoiding security. And one of the other players basically kicked him and wiped his legs out so security could grab him. And Suarez ran straight up to the referee and was asking for a red card because he kicked a fan. And it was like this sort of... Yeah, yeah I just... It's, I'm, I'm a bit mixed on it. Because sometimes I'm very much like whatever it takes to win. And other times I think...
0: I think it's sometimes good for the entertainment and yeah. things like that. But you also see it in rugby where... If you if you back chat the referee, you get you you can get sin binned, um, and you you'll get a very quick warning, and then that's it. And if you carry on, you get sin binned, and that but that's also entertaining in itself because the couple of times when it does happen, you mm-hmm. see the referee then standing up and being being dominant over the players and controlling the game well. And you sometimes think, should that should that sports lead by that? I just think, yeah.
1: there's a culture difference. Like, I mean, people always talk about in particular football, in South America, you get a lot more players diving. Like I say, Luis Suarez is from Uruguay. A lot more players diving, they'll cheat. There's the famous one from the World Cup 2010 quarterfinals where it was um, 1-1 between Ghana and Uruguay. And in the last minute of out of time, Ghana shot and it was going in and Suarez handballed it on the line to keep it out. And he got red carded, but Ghana missed the penalty. And then Uruguay ended up going through. And it was like completely cheating the culture of south america also like this thing i've been lots of like things i've been reading and been talking about have said is that it's like when you pull on your national shirt you do whatever it takes for your country to win even if that means quote-unquote cheating Suarez still got punished for that and i sort of again it comes back to that sort of pro-life argument i understand it i don't agree with it i understand their position their position is you are representing the country you're not representing football Football's not always the winner. They want Uruguay or Brazil to be the winner or Argentina to be the winner. And therefore they'll play dirty because they're representing their country. And I kinda I, I weirdly get that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get it as well. It's not something I particularly like, but I, I get it. And again, sometimes you watch England and you, or your own team do it and you think, ah, oh, just someone just, just foul that player or just do this and it it would stop. But then again it is cheating and how far do you take how far do you take cheating? Or yeah. do you put down as part, part of
1: the game? Yeah. It hard, I guess it's just different when one team is cheating and another team isn't like I don't know, I wouldn't mind the sort of like cheating and gamesmanship if it then went when the game ended. That's when it ended. Like I don't mind two teams going at it and doing whatever it takes to win, but the moment the final whistle goes, you shake hands and you go have a pint afterwards would be where I stand yeah. on it. Yeah. Um yeah. Cool. Oh, should we pull off another one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go for it.
1: Uh, just pick. Just choose. They're all so depressing, though. There's so many, so many messed up things happening in the world.
0: Yeah, well, that was an interesting thing. So, talking about that, um, how many people do you do you know that you listen, uh, you talk to, and they say, "Oh, I don't, I don't listen to the news because it's too depressing, and gets me down. So I don't, I don't want to know about things going on." Because. Hmm. I always want to keep up with the news to know what's going on in the world, and and it, it, and there are po- there are bits sometimes where I think, oh, sometimes I need a I need a little step away from the news for a day or two because yeah, sometimes I feel like, oh yeah, this world is going to rubbish, it is going to crap. You are what's what's the, sort of what's the point? You go, oh well, this is this, this is getting down. I'm just gonna have a few days away when I'm not listening to news, I'm just gonna do my own thing, listen to music instead um so i i get that but i also i do also struggle with opinion why you don't want to know what's going on but i can understand why people wouldn't
1: yeah and i can understand why it can be depressing and i think i think maybe and again this is where it'd be nice to have someone else's view on this so let's know at home that also like i'm trying to think like lots of our female friends have like it's been very vocal about the ruling in america and how saddening that is If if news is depressing and you belong to a minority or a marginalized group, like I could understand why that'd be even more so. Like if I was a woman and I was just seeing rules globally being made that restrict women's rights, I can understand that being even more depressing than you and I just logging on and seeing that Boris Johnson's told a lie again. Um, Yeah. hundred percent, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't have many people say it to me, but I've heard plenty of people say it before. I fully get some, that's what's nice about going away on holiday sometimes. You go away for a week, you barely look at the news.
0: Oh, you get away from all of it and you just, oh, yeah. just you sort of unplug yourself. Um, oh, breaking news. Apparently there's a new, there's a fire in um, some more blocks in South East London? Yeah, really? South East London. Um, so it's obviously, this is another, this has been the news lately because there was a fire last week and they're just saying they still haven't really done anything about these cladding issues. It was the uh, anniversary of
1: Grenfell the other day as well. Yeah, last
0: yeah. Week. Um Gren- and...
1: Grenfell was one of those things that it was one of those stories that really ground my gears sort of politically. Um because it was a classic example of the cladding was only well the cladding was literally only put there because it was in Kensington uh which is a Chelsea um I think it was in Kensington which was a Chelsea which is a Chelsea and Kensington really rich um part of london but this was like one of the poor blocks of flats within that area and it was done by toy council and they only did it because the richer houses that could see it said it looked ugly so they demanded cladding put, be put on it and it was like this <laughs> insane situation um where we're basically it was like the perfect picture of society catering for the rich at the cost of the poor
0: well, it was also it was also with the contractors involved doing it, they were saving costs. Exactly. So they just issues. wanted it
1: to look all right for the rich people. And yeah. it, it didn't serve any functional purpose for the people that lived there. And they didn't want it to serve a functional purpose. They just wanted to appease the rich people that were complaining about it. Makes me angry. And I don't know. And that was one time that I really, um, really sympathised, well, with sort of like the Corbyn the whole Corbyn support and argument because when Theresa May was Prime Minister of Time, they both attended the aftermath of it. And I don't know, for me, Corbyn compared to Theresa May looked so much more of a human. He was there, his arms around people. He was talking to absolutely everyone. He he seemed to really, whereas Theresa May was like, seemed like a fish out of water and really cold and like steely as opposed to someone that genuinely cared about the community. But
0: yeah. Oh, so it's um, is it? It was it was it. It's this weekend's just been uh, Pride in London, has it? Because I've just seen Starmer and Angela Rayner have been there. Yes, it was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. That's all, um. So obviously the also the, they're getting the Pride events are getting bigger and bigger across the country, and they always seem to become a really big day, which is a, which is also a nice way to just start to normalise of of what Pride stands for and getting more people talking about it and understanding that it's just it's a normal thing Uh, yeah i agree
1: i think the bigger it gets the more mainstream it seems and then i think when something's mainstream there's less barriers to i don't think i think there would be less barriers for kids kids anyone to come out in the future because if it doesn't seem like a small group or an abnormal or a weird thing to be part of then it makes that journey easier um
0: i I think it's one of those things as well where the more it's publicized the more people stop talking about it as well so that gives the chance for the people who don't understand it or don't agree with it at least they have the chance to actually talk and discuss about it and have the possibility of people being like oh well no that's not right because because of this and like oh people don't choose to be that way born that way um let people be who they want to be um in, in those scenarios it can it can go the other way when groups start coming together and go oh no we want to start we need to start doing something about this but in general i think it's it's best when we, we do normalize and normalize things like that mm. you know i would be quite interested in having a
1: podcast one day on sort of the challenges that face the pride movement and lgbtq plus sort of like groups in the in the sort of western world because obviously there's a big fight going on still um, not in the Western world where it's literally still illegal, punishable by death in some places to be gay um, and that's obviously abhorrent in itself. I think there's a really interesting discussion about where do we go from now and how does society support people in in a society where it is acceptable and we have equal marriage laws and stuff, but we're far from equal. that'll be quite an interesting topic and maybe have someone else's input on that as well
2: um, yeah. Can I, um, we're getting towards the end. Can I bring up one of my favourite news story of the week? Go for it. My favourite, and
1: it just reminded me, I just saw it, was, um, do you see, uh, is it, is it, I always forget her name, Nadine Doris or Nadine Norris, the Culture Secretary.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nadine Doris. Nadine
1: Doris. <laughs> did you see the, her speech the other day?
0: Oh, the, uh, the rugby one.
1: Yeah. And like, it sounds, i said to a few people, and I think to people that don't know about rugby league and rugby union, it doesn't sound that bad. But when you know about it, it's terrible. So basically, for those that don't know, she was um, giving a speech at a rugby league event, talking about how
0: much I she loved she, rugby. Do you, do you want to tell her? Do you want to tell people what her job is first? Her, her actual yeah. She's the culture
1: secretary, so she's the culture and is it culture and sports? Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, secretary for culture and sport. So her job is basically to promote and to organise and to be the head of all sport and cultural events in 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 the UK. So
0: um, I think what so... I think what most most people realised how useless she was and sort of I think even the Tories realised how useless she was but she's someone who supports the Boris regime and they thought right well what job can we give her that isn't a real job and but we can keep her on side and happy yeah Uh, let's make up this job (laughs)
1: yeah so so in the capacity of her job she went to a rugby league event to unveil and she sort of announced new funding for the sport and whatnot she talked about how much she loved the sport and how much she watches it and although she watches other sports more she really respects it blah 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 and she's enjoyed it more and watched it loads and all all this sort of stuff and then said her favorite memory from rugby league was johnny wilkinson scoring that last minute drop goal in 2003 and the irony of the whole situation is is that johnny wilkinson played for england's rugby union which is a rugby union rugby league a totally different sport you rarely get players swap between them. They have different rules, different tactics, different strategies, different teams, different seasons. Like then they're not related beyond the point that they're both branched off an original rugby.
0: It's all it's almost saying a bit like going to a bantam court and then saying about how much you like squash.
1: Yeah, no, it's literally that. And so from the outside, it might not seem that bad. But then if you're someone that's claiming to love rugby league, you would know that isn't rugby league. Like... And that's what's embarrassing about it. It's just like such a blatant lie.
0: And uh, and what's quite funny, she's probably got scripts written for her, and then they're mm. like, "What? Well, whatever you do, don't go off script. Just stick stick to this. <laughs> do do what say what we told you to say." And then she's a quick moment where she goes off script, and they're probably there listening, and they're just like heads and hands, like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Come on, or, we told you to keep the script. Come on. And it was
1: it was akin to it would have been about ten years ago now. Um maybe a bit less when david cameron said that his he supported um west ham united and when he was challenged about it because in a previous interview or speech he said he supported aston villa because he's sort of from um, the midlands he said oh yeah i said west ham because i muddled up the kits like yeah it's the most embarrassing because they do have similar kits but if you're a football fan like i support chelsea i don't just muddle them up with other teams that play in blue
2: <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's, the other, it's the other wrong thing with politics is that you've got to try and be liked by everyone and like you've got to like your mps because they like the same same thing as you do he's like no you want to like you want to like your mps because they do a good job i can care about what 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 sports team or if they even like sports or what car they drive or or, or whatever yeah. are they good I, at their job yeah oh, Maybe like when
1: I go to the doctors or the dentists, I, I couldn't care less who they support or like whether they're into football or if they're a working man or not. Are they any good at being a doctor or a dentist? <laughs> that's what matters,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, but that's what, uh, I, that's
1: what I always said
0: about
1: again, I'm sort of I'm flagging up Corbin this episode, but that's what one thing I did like about Corbin for all the controversies, and there were things I disagreed with him on. I knew where he stood on stuff, I knew what he liked, and I knew what he didn't. And that was sort of exemplified when he didn't sing the National Anthem and he got slated by the press and by the population for it. But I was like, look, here's a politician who's not singing the National Anthem because he doesn't agree with the monarchy. And we know he doesn't agree with the monarchy. He's not like David Cameron who's standing up there pretending he likes football or like trying to pretend to be someone he's not. And I don't know. We need more of it in politics, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the reason I like Starmer, because he's not he's not a salesman. He's not trying to sell himself. He's not trying to show everyone how, hmm.
2: how
0: cool he is or, or what type he of guy he is. Know. Or yeah, I, I think he does. I think that's an issue with with, with with himself. But his if you any if you listen to any of the interviews where he gets questioned about it, um, there's actually a very good podcast with where James O'Brien interviews him, and he and he talks definitely and, worth a listen. And he and, he, and he's talking of all about the things he's done within his life to help other people out and. Um, and some of the stories are really heartwarming and amazing, and I think J- James just kind of stops and goes. Do, you, but people need to know this about you. What this is? Why? Why is this the sort of the first time I've I've ever heard this? It's like if if like you you could pick a handful of the top Tory MPs and they couldn't come close to one of these stories you've just told. And mm. any, any little thing they do, you hear about it. And his sort of answer was, "Well, I don't. I don't need." recognition for it. I don't want thanks for her. I just want the world to be I just want the country to be a better place um yes. and you, you respect that you think this yeah this is this is the type of guy that like he's doing things for the just for the greater good not for himself and and that's sort of someone I get behind but, but again that is an issue because people don't know about it and they go oh well, well why why should I like him when he he doesn't he doesn't make me laugh he doesn't fluff his hair around he doesn't it doesn't, yeah, exactly. like doesn't seem like one of the boys or something like that, and uh, I think that, that that is an issue. But I, but I, th- but I think that's what politics should be more like, and unfortunately, it's not. It's a bit. It's a popularity contest.
1: I think it only needs one person to win. We needs what some person to be just to be real and normal and actually win, and then we might see a little shift in the culture that there doesn't have to be this constant pandering and, um. I can't see that happening. I mean, yeah. Well, I won't like going into my views about my predictions for the next election because it'll be depressing, and I don't dare think about it. But yeah, I, I think we're in a state with our politics at the moment that I don't really see how it gets better. It just, it just seems to be mess up upon mess up, and everyone just seems to be okay with it. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a very, it's a very common thing for everyone to say. But all, all politicians are the same um and but they're just not yeah Yeah,
1: and also even if they are i've always said this people have said that and we know people that have said oh yeah the Tories are bad but labor are bad also it's like but it gets to a point with a government when they've been in power for so long and there's been so many mess ups and like controversies why don't we just risk the other side (laughs) and i think i'd be saying the same if it was the other way around as well if there's so many mess ups on one side maybe after 10 15 years you go Let's try something
0: else. Oh, should we? Should we try? Should we try the other way? If this way isn't working,
1: because right. yeah. even if they are just as bad, nothing. We haven't lost anything. <laughs>
0: There's also you hear you hear in the in the news a lot. I know it's to do with our biased, biased media, but like issues will go on, like um, like the rail strikes and or things like that at the moment. What should which have been recently in the in the news, and they go, well, this is Labour's fault because they haven't done this, Um or because. Twenty years ago, they brought this rule into power. And you're like, what? You're like, how can you blame another party when the Conservatives have been in charge? Is it twelve years now? How yeah, so it's 2010. 2010 12, twelve years now. And you're like, how how can you blame that on other people? But people go with it. They read right. it. And they, and they people read things and they don't question things. And that, and that's the other thing. i was just scrolling through the news now. People and like we said about Facebook. People see headlines. And they'll just keep, they'll just spout it and they won't question it. They won't think about it and they'll just, they go, hey, that's right. And I, I know, again, I, I know we've both been guilty of it. I know sometimes you read a headline, you, you sometimes think, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then, and then you so I, I, your opinion I, already. Yeah. I think yeah, that's one then, of
1: the key issues that if you already have an opinion about something and then you're reading a headline on it, it you read it through the prism of what you already think rather than it informing a new opinion often.
0: And, and, that's, and that's the issue with things on, on social media because. Social media—you are just scrolling through. So if you see a headline, the amount of times you wouldn't click on it and look through, or who see who it's written by, or
1: I agree because yeah, in be... that's why I've enjoyed this episode. To be fair, lad, that even though we haven't like properly read the articles, at least to stop and consider it because often your immediate reaction to something isn't always what you think long term. So to actually pull up a headline, talk about it, and then express your views as you read them allows yeah. you to formulate opinions and really challenge the ideas in your head. So well, it has been good fun.
0: Well, because that is a thing. Because obviously, me and you do discuss a lot of things, but we are very have the very same opinion opinion on most things. We don't tend to always question everything as much as you can do. But there's times where I've gone to talk about other people about, about headlines. Like, oh, yeah, this is so true, and and they go, well, it's not because of this. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'd never thought about it that way mm. because you don't because it's not in your it's not in your mindset. It's not the type of person you are, and you kind of and then even if you don't, even if you still agree with what it says you can then understand that there's other views on it and why people would disagree with it. Um, and it's
1: important to understand those other views because then you can argue your view better. If you get a challenge to it, you can still believe what you think. Yeah. To understand the the challenge to it allows you to reconsider and go, no, well, really, why do I think this? And why is this true? And it makes your point of view stronger. And I think we benefit from that. We benefit from more stringent, more thorough debate, discussion, and media and understanding of, of political issues.
0: Yeah, because you don't always have to agree with it, but I think if you understand it, it helps. If
1: you 100%. And, and that's why even talking out loud to people that agree with you helps because I can read an article here and I can explain why you learn as you explain. Like, you read an article, you go, okay, I think this about it, and I explain why, and that helps reinforce an opinion and helps me develop an
2: argument or an idea. So, for sure. Yeah,
0: well, I think I that think it ends, ends things nicely, I think.
2: Well, we should
1: do another one of these another time. It'd be cool just to, every every month or two, just log on and just see what's in the news and see what's going on. Like
0: right. Oh,
1: well, bro, I'll um, I'll see you later at some point. Um, on to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah. Right. It's nice to see, you, bro, and uh, till next week. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say now. I don't know what to say. I think it could be. Cut. I think I've been cut ages ago. <laughs> and cut.